Gab, don't worry about it. All you had to do was... Welcome to Tay to Z, where we chat about every Taylor Swift song in alphabetical order. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab, and we will be your hosts on this journey. In our last episode, we talked about All Too Well mm. and how it is a complete masterpiece. Oh, just a complete masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. And today, we are discussing our first song from the 1989 album, All You Had to Do Was Stay which is the fifth track on 1989, which is different from her previous fifth tracks, which were all slow ballads of loss. And this is a little bit poppier song about loss. (laughs) Yeah, still a sad song, but not a ballad. But not a ballad. 1989 was released on October 27th, 2014, and this song was co-written by Max Martin. All You Had to Do Was Say was played live 41 times by Taylor, and they were all on the 1989 tour. The song was played live as recorded. During the 1989 concert, smoke would come out of the stage every time Taylor said that high-pitched stay, smoke would spray out of the stage. (laughs) (laughs) Taylor also played a slow acoustic version of this song during her Grammy Museum performance, which was a full acoustic performance. It's a really good version. If you want to listen to it, it's on YouTube. It's called The Sad All You Had to Do Was Stay because it's slow. (laughs) So it actually goes back to the fifth song being sad and slow. This is one of those songs that kind of is mistaken for just a poppy upbeat song when really it's more emotional Mm -hmm. and the things she's actually saying are pretty real. Yeah, absolutely. So all of the songs on 1989 are pretty repetitive, which I've seen that a lot of comments on Instagram uh, are saying that her repetition is based on the anxiety of like those songs. So you keep saying all these things. All you had to do was stay. All you had to do was stay. All you had to do was stay because that's an anxiety that she's feeling. Mm. A lot of the songs on 1989 have that kind of anxiety thing of are we out of the woods yet like when we get out of the woods well you know there are songs that are in that part of a relationship where she's anxious about it and questioning it questioning yeah dissecting each of those different parts of a relationship yeah this song is poppy catchy and definitely not the slow power ballad that we're used to on those numbers but this is definitely a bop like yeah it's a sad bop it's <laughs> it's got you have making all the feels mm-hmm. you know like this is something that you would hear in a club and you'd be really you would dance to it and like scream and sing along to it but wouldn't necessarily go out of my way to play it in the car I feel like I would. Like, I think it's fun to drive to, to sing along to. Definitely gets stuck in your head, though. Sure. sure. Earworm-esque. Yeah. Very catchy. I'd say this whole album is very catchy, easy to get stuck in your head. Yeah. Which is, kudos to her for her first pop album being just very poppy. Yeah, she hit it out of the park her (laughs) first time. (laughs) Very, like every album she's done, like, just hits it out of the park. Yeah, I do think this song is a really good examination of a breakup and like different sides to the breaking up process or the getting back together process. Mm -hmm. Just the idea of all you had to do was stay. Like you wanted me, you're sad you missed me. All you had to do was stay. You just didn't have to throw me away. Like that's all you had to do, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, why'd you have to 
lock me out when I let you in. I know, that line's so sad. Ugh. And it's also interesting, this album, she has a lot of car metaphors. Mm. And I think that she has that actually in a lot of her songs. I mean, in All Too Well, like last week, we talked about how I'm driving upstate and um, you were looking over at me when we you were about to run a red and yeah, our song, you're in the car, like all of these a things. A lot of love in the car. A lot of loving in the car. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny thinking about all of that. Loving in the car at 2 a.m. At 2 a.m. Yeah. Always 2 a.m. Always 2 a.m. Um, so, Gab, how do you relate to this? Can you relate to this song? Oh, absolutely I can relate to this song. So, like, one line that really sticks out to me in terms of relating to it, let me remind you, this was what you wanted. You ended it. And that feeling of someone who, you know, wants your love and your emotional support after they've already ended a relationship with you. And they come kind of back, not necessarily to get back together with you, but they still want you, just not as, as you were. Yeah. It, that is like the most frustrating, upsetting feeling. I'm not sure if I've shared on the podcast yet, but I personally have never ended a relationship. I've ended things where I hadn't gotten into one, but I've never ended a relationship. I've only ever been dumped. Um, <laughs> and it's an experience I have gone through and really connect to. But I have had that feeling of someone wanting a either my friendship or my emotional support or me to help them feel better when they're sad after they had already broken up with me. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, you could have had that. I'm a great partner. You could have had that if you hadn't ended it. Like, mm-hmm. you don't get that part of me. And can I just say thank you <laughs> to the previous boyfriends who uh, <laughs> incurred the wrath of Gab. Because now I have her and I'm a pretty happy guy. Yeah. I love it. So, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Next. The invisible string led her to me. Yeah, absolutely. And like... You know, I'm someone who gives 200% to my relationships. Like, I go all in. And even when I shouldn't, and even when something's not necessarily right, or I know it's not right for my future, I still go all in, because that's just, like, what happens with my heart. Mm -hmm. So that's that whole idea of, like, someone kind of taking me for granted or throwing me away very much upsets me when I feel like I've given them so much. Yeah. Yeah, so there's just that feeling, like, you ended it. This is what you wanted. So you don't get me. And especially certain people... Wanting to be my friend after a breakup, which, you know, I respect people who can do that. But someone who threw me in a way, in a way that was really, like, harmful doesn't get to have my friendship. No way. Because I'm a pretty good friend. Yeah. So, yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. How about you? I I relate to it, too, not in a um, romantic relationship sense, but I've always been the friend usually in who has to maintain the friendship. Mm -hmm. I'm the one that needs to reach out or I'm the one that needs to make the phone call or I'm the one that needs to make the plans. And there have been a few friendships in my past where I would try and make it work, but that person wouldn't reciprocate. Mm -hmm. And so I eventually would just kind of stop trying to maintain that relationship and then they would come back into my life or they would text me maybe you know like a couple months later and be like oh my god let's do this let's hang out oh my god and it's like no sorry we're not really friends anymore Mm -hmm. i mean it took a lot of effort to try and maintain the friendship and you weren't having it so you could have had it 
Yeah. You could have had my friendship if you put in the effort. Yeah. But you weren't into it. So I don't need to continue to try. So this week, we're trying out something new. We have a new stinger created by our amazing friend, Peter Lee Nilsson, who is a savant in the audio production world. Mm. And uh, so let us know what you think. Gossip. <laughs> I think it's funny. <laughs> I, I, I do, too. I do, too. Okay, so the 1989 liner notes were a little different than Taylor's past albums. Instead of a hidden meaning that only has to do with that song, each song had a phrase that represented a line that told a full story throughout each of the songs. Oh. So I'm going to read, because this is our first song from 1989, I'm going to read the message as a whole. And then I'm going to say what phrase is associated with all you had to do was stay. Cool. So this is from the 1989 uh, CD booklet or digital booklet. We begin our story in New York. There was once a girl known by everyone and no one. Her heart belonged to someone who couldn't stay. They loved each other recklessly. They paid the price. She danced to forget him. He drove past her street each night. She made friends and enemies. He only saw her in his dreams. Then one day he came back. Timing is a funny thing. And everyone was watching. She lost him, but she found herself. And somehow that was everything. <sighs> I love it. Cool. It's such a great It's such a great story, like the way it weaves in. And when you know the songs too, you feel uh-huh. it. And obviously that last night line, she lost him, but she found herself. And somehow that was everything is so empowering. So good. I love it. And I didn't, I didn't know this. Yeah. I didn't know about these liner notes. And I mean, the Out of the Woods music video has that last line in it. She mm-hmm. lost him and she, yeah, she lost him, but she found herself and somehow that was everything. And I was like, wow, that's just so powerful. It's but so I had powerful, no idea that that was, was from the liner notes, you know? I thought she had just come up with that for the music video. Super cool. Yeah. Okay. So what, what's the line that goes with the song? So... You would think it would be her heart belonged to someone who couldn't stay, but it's not. Mm. The line that goes with this song is, they paid the price. Okay. You know, so that's just kind of the same idea of loving them, each other recklessly, paying the price. Like, it didn't work out, basically. Much of the narrative of 1989 is understood to be about Harry Styles with embellishments, creative storytelling, not the whole album. There are different aspects that are about him. One line that uh, mentions some ideas about him, which is also mentioned in Out of the Woods, is all I know is that you drove us off the road. I think Mm. this line is a double reference. You know, drove us off the road in terms of the relationship and where it was going, but also in terms of the infamous snowmobile accident that they had when they were Christmasing together when they were dating. Mm. Um, So I think it's kind of that double meaning. Literally drove Drove us off the road. road. (laughs) All I know is you drove us off the road. Yes. (laughs) Taylor again with her driving metaphors. In an interview uh, for GQ, Taylor revealed that the inspiration for this song was actually a dream she had had. And the dream was that her ex had shown up at her door and she opened the door and was about to launch into like the perfect thing to say to him. And all that could come out of her mouth was that high pitched stay. (laughs) Stay! And she like is trying to like make this speech and that just keeps coming out. 
as she said that she woke up and she like had to write it down. She's like, I need to put that stay into a song somewhere, somewhere, somewhere. which the is 50 crazy. billion octaves up of from stay. Like, what she's actually singing. <laughs> and I think it's cool that like she uh, received inspiration from a dream. Yeah. Like imagine what Taylor Swift's dreams must be like. It's just crazy. Her brain is wild. Yeah. And she always wakes up at 2 a.m. to write these songs. Often is what she says. It seems to be in the middle of the night. Yeah. Yeah. And then when Taylor introed this song during the 1989 tour, she would say, I wish in relationships, just to make them simpler, you only had two options. And option one would be you leave. Option two would be you stay. Which I like, you know, I like that idea of, look, you either are in this or you're not. Sure. You know, obviously I love commitment. (laughs) (laughs) So I like the idea. Like, you just stay. If you want to make it work, all you have to do is stay. It's pretty simple idea of a relationship. And I like that. And what I really like is this song kind of gives me pre-glimpses of You Could Stay from The Archer, where, you know, Joe is the one who stays, but then she also, when she has performed The Archer points to the audience you could stay and that like we're the ones who have stayed for her and I just love that feeling of like you know 1989 the height of it and like her crazy stardom and then everything that happened in 2016 those who stayed like all you had to do was say her loyal fans the people who truly love her family friends they're the ones who stayed yeah and I think that's like super meaningful yeah all these songs that just have kind of like double meanings and the more more you listen to them and the more time goes on, you can find more meaning in it. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I love when she has similar references and lines in her songs to past songs. I think yeah. that's really cool. And I mean, The Archer is, we're not going to get to that one for a while. Yeah, like a year. That one, <laughs> for like a year. <laughs> but that one is just, it's so good. And yeah, you could stay. Mm-hmm. It's a really emotional line. Uh, so what's your favorite line from All You Had to Do Was Stay? Uh-huh. Uh, well, I, I already said it earlier, but why'd you have to go and lock me out when I let you in? Mm. Just has something about it. It's so concise. And I know that I've said this before that I love how she's able to use her lyrics in a very succinct way. And she doesn't mince words. Mm-hmm. And she really is able to pare down her lyrics, I think. Mm-hmm. She must start with like even more lyrics and is able to you know edit edit them out and whatever but this line is just really hits really hard because taylor let them in you did all the work for this relationship and then the other person just locks it away like Mm -hmm. can't open up to her can't make the same commitment to her as she makes to to him and that's just really hurtful and really sad and it really makes the song like oh Mm -hmm. okay that line's yeah Yeah. and it's in the chorus so it's like it keeps hitting you with it yeah how about you so this line, I've like been known to say that I feel like this line like describes my life or like <laughs> or, or describes just kind of the way I lead my life, like my philosophy on love and friendship and life. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I, I definitely relate to it. <laughs> so it's people like you always want back the love they pushed aside, but people like me are gone forever when you say goodbye. Mm-hmm. I very, very much feel that if someone doesn't appreciate you for who you are, if someone takes you for granted, if someone makes you feel worthless, they don't get you. Like, they don't get to have you. You're worth more than that. And 
it's not fair that they can have your support or your love or your, you know, faith in them. Yeah. If they say goodbye. Yeah. And, you know, and I, it might be an immature way to look at things, but I also think it's about knowing my worth. Sure. And knowing that people don't get to have just part of me. It's either all of me or like none of me, you know? And I, I don't have time for people who don't appreciate who I am truly. So I love that line yeah. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And feel like that might be your Sicilian background as well. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. The Sicilian in you is like, I do not forget. That is true. Yeah. For uh, those of you who don't know, Sicily is an island in southern Italy. I don't know if everyone knows that. Don't make that face at me. <laughs> My mother always says, as Sicilians, we forgive, but we do not forget. Yeah. And it's true. And I don't I don't forget people who have, you know, treated me poorly or pushed me aside. Like, I don't forget it. They don't get to have me. And that's just, that's the way it is. That's how it's going to be. Yeah. So, Gab, on a scale of 1 to 10 ridiculously high stays, <laughs> what's your rating for this one? I'm going to give this song an 8. Okay. I, um, I love 1989. Yeah. It's just such a fun album. And I think because of the lines in this song that I really relate to, I have to, even though it's like very repetitive and very poppy, I just connect with this song. So it is for me. You you do connect with it. Yeah. What about I, you? I don't connect with it as much. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give it a seven. Okay. I as well love 1989. And I love most of the songs on this album. This one was one that I kind of Skipped over every once in a while, like on a playthrough or whatever, once I've listened to it a bunch early on in the days of me listening to 1989. This was one that I didn't really listen to too much. Mm -hmm. Um, And I always got it mixed up with that other song that all you have to do is stay a minute. Yeah, that came out way years later, Devin. Well, I'm sorry, but I (laughs) I got the two mixed up a lot, so... Taylor was first. <laughs> Taylor's always first. No, not always, but in that song. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, yeah, she she comes first. Yeah. Yeah. So we want you all to keep listening along with us. You can check us out on Instagram at Tate Z Podcast. Give us your thoughts. Let us know where you rate this song, mm-hmm. where in the like in the grand scheme of things you feel it is based on 1989, how you feel about lover and folklore. If your thoughts have changed since the song came out. Mm -hmm. And please rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. This helps make us more visible to other Swifties. So if you could do that, that would be so amazing. We would thank you forever. Even if you're listening to this now on Spotify, just quickly hop over to Apple Podcasts, rate and review so other people can find us. Yes, be like, oh my God, Gab and Devin, they're so funny. Oh my God. Yeah. LOL. Yeah. Or just like, yay, love listening to Taylor Swift podcasts. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So next time, we're going to be delving into our first song from Folklore. Yay. August. So come hang out with us. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab. This has been Tay to Z. See you next time.